Welcome listeners to Short Story Saturday on A Writer's Life. I'm your host, Heige Bohm, the author of the novel Secrets in the Shadows. Short Story Saturday is a weekly podcast where you get to hear stories from writers around the world on A Writer's Life. I love being read too. I'm recording on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Squamish Nation. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Short Story Saturday on A Writer's Life. Today, I'm really excited to have Richard Till read us some of his poetry and an excerpt from his almost completed novel. Richard Till reads his poetry to audience large and small at public venues in the UK, Alberta, and BC. His poetry has strong focus on nature, but can veer off into pieces on social justice, war, and irony. He has published articles on travel, human ecology, and his poem, The Sixth of June, received a first prize from the Alberta Ministry of Multiculturalism. He describes his attempts at retirement as an abject failure. He still practices his trade as a metal worker and is known to take on projects ranging from marine construction and bridge building to ornate ironwork. He built, launched, and sails his 36-foot sloop, My Island, that continually serves as a platform for film work, writing, and as an escort vessel for tribal journeys along with other canoe voyages. From a young age, he engaged in life of all things outdoors. He has ice climbed, worked grassroots prospecting, built a log cabin in the mountains, co-developed an adventure-based counseling degree program, and continues to support First Nation land-based learning initiatives, including ethnobotany and guiding. His novel, Woven Deep, a quest that spans past and present, is approaching completion under the guidance of renowned BC editor Betty Keller. His greatest love is for family and his lively clan of children and grandchildren. Welcome, Richard, to Short Story Saturdays on A Writer's Life. Good morning. First question. Do you remember your first day of school? And if so, what was that like for you? I do remember my first day at school. It was terrifying. Um, I, I grew up in isolated island communities where there were very few people. And when we moved to the mainland, uh, I had to go to school. And I was so terrified by the sheer mass of humans and children and noise, they put me in a room. <laughs> by myself off to the side. I was utterly overwhelmed. I didn't know there were that many people in the entire world. Where were you born? Where did you grow up? I was born in the UK, but my father was a lighthouse keeper and we lived on remote islands. And when we came to the mainland and I went to school, it was a bit of a shock. Your first poem title is? As Little Children. And uh, we're speaking about... uh, my family and childhood, and uh, this is a simple rhyme that was inspired by my children. Oh, young who scatter leaves on air, let them fall, no thought, no care, for the mess you're making everywhere, tangles and twigs that fill your hair. Raucous laughter, glee and mirth, 
midst gold mattress close to earth. Scatter them high, no fear, no guilt. Curl up in your leafy quilt. Care not for coming frigid blast. This day's joy will soon be past. Important grown-ups made it clear. The policy is no leaves here. So laugh, leap, tumble, dance and bounce with every childish move renounce. Those who order life and who wish they could laugh at leaves like you. The next poem is a reflection on my apprenticeship. I worked in the steel industry and it was a, a sudden change from living out on uh, remote islands, the industrial squalor, the loss of life in the, in the steel industry. I wrote this piece, Have You Made Iron? I wrote, Have You Made Iron? Have you made iron or rolled out searing rails of steel, plates of FEC to build great ships for the sea? Or tiny martensitic springs that work away your time on the hands of a watch? And have your hands pried hematite ore from below the green sod, hauled into the light crushed ready red rock, defrocked the forest for charred wood, given good coked coal to crucible, brick laid a furnace hearth, laid limestone atop the charge, slagged off dross to the tip, blasted a million yards of superheated air, whistling through the tweers, Eyes aglow between the din of your ears felt your body stand shaken by the Bessemer while your clothes smolder. Sacrifice to alloys that serve the unknowing mass. No, not for love nor cash or to far forge a sharp sword. No, you have not, for it takes a thousand men and a thousand more added or taken to put a pin in your poppy or stretch rails from ocean to ocean, or find tools in a fight to be free. Ask me, for I was invisibly such a one, one that toiled in furnished hell, among many that did not breathe, a justly earned last breath. Iron demands thrice the price, and few know the worth of its work. Crush the ore, blow the flame, pour the ladle, molten promises made again. So being a metal worker, I, um, I was interested in uh, finding out that there's actually a saint of poets and iron workers and healers. And uh, I wrote a little of her. It's also partly a fascination with fairy folk. It's about Brigid. She has many names. According to the law of before, spring begins as new things arise. What surprise undisguised the dancer of threes might be glimpsed among trees, or if you stop not to pick a snowdrop, she might rest your spirit on the sickle moon. Don't call her too soon, don't call her at all. She waits for no man, she is nowhere. O princess, O goddess, O saint of the few, without you we wither when we reach out to renew. We embrace you, sweet mother, and the things that you do. Yes, her ring echoes out from finger of forge. Her salve drips healing from bandaged and broken. Her revealing of words for poets and bards, a threefold spreading from roots to the leaf, the oak, the apple, the yew, grow in mirth and in grief. Her cheer and her binding are woven in one, spun from the rays that drip from the sun. 
the silvery threads that bind in the night, tangle and twist the path to the light. Moonlight and starlight, the sparks from the firelight, in tales and in whispers, O fairy, O priestess, O wise ever she. With your enchantment alive, the wildness stays free. The heart of the wood, the mountains, the sea that bind you, sweet bee, to the travelers of old from the cave, from the steppe, from the hunters who came, who settled, who moved on, sing our song. Sing from the ring of the forge. Tattle the creek tales in ripples and falls. Pierce our hearts clean with wolf calls and feasts, the keeper of beasts. And as the herb found and bound, let the poet bind all in the lyrical sound of ballads and magic, both mirthful and soulful, that binds all who heed from away and afar to be content by the fire, to know who they are. This, uh, this poem is about experiences in life where you fear something only to discover that it's there to help you, perhaps, although it could mean many things, that will depend on you. I am Stormbringer. I am the brooding blackness on your horizon. In my darkness of heat and heart, I hold the blue slash, the fierce light, the searing flame that will clear your way, the promise of water to slake the dust, life for longing throats to moisten where plants grow green again. I am the cleaving edge, the lip of obsidian slitting, the honed steel blade severing. Don't shrink from my cleaving kindness. I separate the pus from the good flesh, leaving firm healing where cankers grow. Hold steady while I rid your old for your new. My cut renews you. Embrace the dividing and release the past. Rest in the sharpness. I am the spring sun, neither burning deep nor lingering long. My song is found in the throat of birds, in herds, a flock locked in rhythm. Meltwater streams fetch my dapples. Seed reach up for final photons, stick up the residue. I, you live on for all this because perhaps the cut breaks the ambivia. I do tend to write a lot about nature, about uh, the land, the sea. And I also find that a lot of what I write tends to be repetitive, at least in my eyes. This one, however, was a personal experience on Vancouver Island. It uh, happened up in the north, uh, right in the center, quite a, a wild area. And uh, it's called The Bear Sleeps. Past the last road, beyond the final trail, camped high. On the third night, the bear walked close. I felt her footfall, heard her huffing, swaying strong from the shoulders. Her paws sucked brown mud, moved the earth in its orbit. Under the morning stars, her coat brushed dew, parted her hungry dawn, flushed out fear. High in the mountains, far beyond the last houses, way beyond the many bends, beyond the haste. All days are equal. And the day raven, he glides strong on long-fingered feathers. The light breezes carry him clearly over the late summer snow. Riding noon sun convokes warm aromatics. Hints of healing from yellow cedar, hellebore, 
juniper, unlocking my lungs, climbing the morning ledges, tumbling down the evening alder, mountain streams wash my blood, clean, clear, mountain air untangles, sweeps clutter from my mind, knowing more certainly the bear walked where I slept, where I wept out all the hurt I have ever felt and seen and heard. The raven, she strokes the sun and sky. The bear sleeps. That was Richard Till reading from his poetry collection. For more information on him, please check the links below. And while you're at it, why not subscribe to A Writer's Life? And if you want more information about myself and my novel Secrets in the Shadows, visit my website at www.heigabohm.ca. For a kinder world, take care of